Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. Other interpretations, things like that, right? Slash a mixture of like... Like, in Corinthians, Corinthians is weird because like, some people theorize that like, halfway through, there was an edit made because the tone and everything changes drastically. So... I it's fun. We're, we're not live, are we? Are we live? We're live. Yep, we are. Welcome to the Dungeon House. I don't know. Well, talk about religion. Yes. Huh. Well, we're about to just fake religion in deep detail. Yeah. Hey, McKay. Where is he? He's making challenge. He lies to us. He's, he's he what, Faith? He'll be back. What did you say, Faith? McCain's making salad. Oh, salad. Okay. Salad. I didn't hear salad. Salmonella. You heard Slat, the type of D&D monster from the Chaos Dimension. No, that's not what I heard either. Oh, <laughs> ne well, never mind. That's, that's kind of awkward. That's ridiculous. <laughs> How could you ever imagine? Is Joy here too? Joy, are you here? Maybe? Mm -hmm. Joy? No. Wait. Hmm. Well, hopefully soon. Last time on the dungeon house. Is Wait. It, is it my turn? I don't know if it's your turn. Oh, McKay's back. We're starting. I think it was. I haven't done it in a while. McKay. Yeah. We're we have we are live. Are you ready to sit down? Or are you still making salad? I'm still making a salad for like two more minutes, but you can start the intro and stuff and go without me. I'm almost done. Oh. I just have to add like a can of beans, and then it's good. So beans to a beans? salad. Uh, garbanzo beans. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, just start. Ah. Just start. Just start. Just start. Is it my turn? Uh, I I don't know if I feel comfortable with garbanzo beans or any type of bean in my salad. I think garbanzo beans are like a more acceptable bean. That's true. Fair. If you call them a chickpea, maybe it's better. Yeah, chickpea bean seems a little bit better, but. I don't know, just saying, I'm putting beans in my salad. It's not kind of... Yeah, refried beans. <laughs> that's what that makes me think of, and that sounds um, uncalled for, really. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Joy, are you here? She is. She's texting in the chat. She's just having internet issues. Okay. Good deal. Is my turn? Yes, we'll have it be your turn, Faith. Thanks. Okay. All right. Last time on the Dungeon House, 
Opal got thrown under the bus by her own fault. But that's at the end. Alright. So, after we had completed our combat against the Dark Shadows and got our first look, it was not good at all. We went back to um, the post. Yeah, post. And spoke later with the commanding officer, um, Brigadine, Brigadier, where is it? Brigadier Hawes. And we're able to get some information related to her about what the situation entails of these shadows are a lot tougher than we thought and we need to prepare for them. And it also enabled us to get some backup. Um, speaking of backup, um, I just, what's up? Baron. 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 I forgot McKay's character. He's not listening, so it's fine. Baron spoke to the guy who was in charge. He has his name somewhere. The guy in charge of the post for backup, and he was informed that it would be five days until we would receive backup from the vigils for this assignment. So, until then, we went on little adventures. Um, Opal and Ren went to the temple of the Huntress and gained some information there about the historical evidence of the religion of the Riuli? Riuli! And then Baron and uh, Elia went to the library and learned some things there that I did not pay attention to because Opal was not <laughs> And then um, Moss and Pinky went off to explore the quarry. We have not gotten information on that yet, so we'll see what happens this episode. And once we gathered that information and came back to the post place thingy, we reconvened, shared our information, and Opal became a sweaty lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ren also was... Um, oh, Elia yeah. connected the dots and was like, hmm... Ren's worshipping what's widely considered to be an, an evil deity. Says who? Says who? The people. Don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. <laughs> so, tonight, what we're going to start off with, Joy, I don't know, I don't think I, I should have let you kind of know, but with kind of splitting up the groups, you were tasked to go with um, Moss. Moss on kind of yes. a stealth mission. Yes. I hope that's okay with. I feel like that's something Pinky would have done. Yes, that is actually. I was listening to it, trying to you know catch up, and I was like, "You guys were talking about you know what you were gonna do," and Moss was like, "Who wants to come with me?" And I was like, "Pinky, Pinky's go, Pinky's going." And then you said, "Pinky can go with her, <laughs> with you," and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so, exactly what I would have done. So, Joy, thank we you. We can't see thank your you. face, and also we're missing. Music. I know. Uh, oh. I'll show you my face in a second. My computer's still. I'm getting it a minute. It's internet is You're good. crappy at the moment. So, <laughs> sorry, I was ill prepared today. I forgot to uh, get the music started up already. Bad. Give me just one sec, guys. I'll have it up. Do we have new music? Not, Not yet. Yeah, we'll be getting some. No worries. It's our. Mm. Sponsor, Baby Hayes. He's the cutest. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Perfect. Good deal. Well, with that, I think we're all basically here and ready to get crackalacking. Um, Pinky and Moss, since you have not had your little little side adventure to like the party, we're going to start with you tonight. You two. Um, oh, yeah. By the time you guys are leaving the Vigil's Outpost in the Viventi Plaza, it's kind of mid-morning, around like 10 o'clock-ish. Um, the city seems to still be bustling along, though there doesn't seem to be as many people on the road as there was yesterday. As you're walking, you notice that people's expressions seem to be a little bit dimmer, a little bit darker. It's almost kind of a sense of foreboding in the air. As you know, it's a couple-hour walk to the bread district as well as the um the smiter's quarry those districts of the the city of castles um with the time on your hands it's you to it's up to you to travel nice <clears throat> so as we're heading down the path moss is going to just strike up a conversation with pinky so, thank you. <clears throat> uh, Pinky? Oh. We can't, we can't hear you, Joy. Great. Oh, there no, you are. Hear you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> that's not <laughs> Cool. Yes? <clears throat> so I got a question for you. What's uh what's it with you and these kids? You seem to just play with kids a lot. Oh, we oh dang it, okay. Well now we can hear you. It's just Let's try that for a little while. That worked. Just just to see, because the internet is slow and sometimes Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Well, I I think that fairies are just kind of naturally tend to gravitate towards kids because we like to play tricks and 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 just stuff little kids like to do. And I also have lots of experience with little kids, so it's natural. <laughs> All right, so it's a fairy thing. We have pinky fairy thing. Sorry, a, a pinky fairy thing? Yeah. So it's just a thing. For just a kid. A particular kid. Um, and I find that kids know a lot about our kids. So. So, in the context of this, Joy. It's cut out just a little bit for us, but I feel like this is still kind of what Moss is hearing because, you know, his ears aren't as good, so they just kind of, <laughs> they don't work as well as they used to. So he's getting sections. At this point, all Moss is hearing is, Pinky oh. likes kids. Pinky's a fairy. Pinky yes. Pinky has with kids. Let me... All right. 
Am I still like cutting out? It, it's hard to, to be close to the mic. So the the problem is it's hard to tell when you're cutting out when your uh, your camera is off because then we don't know if you're talking or not. Okay, let me turn that back on then. All right. Cool. All right. Should I try saying it again or are we just moving on? <laughs> In short, mascot that Pinky likes kids because Pinky has just always liked kids. As they're good at tricks and playing. Yes. And she also mentioned that she's looking for a particular kid. Which I oh, think is it. yeah, that's pretty yes. big. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're looking for a... What do you mean by that? Well... It seems that there are a lot of kids just kind of disappearing all over the place. And a kid that I kind of knew disappeared. And and I really want to find him. It'll make some people very happy. Some people that I care about. Alright. Alright. Is it a like a kid kid pick fairy thing? A what? Like a like a Sorry. kid fairy? No, it's it's a human kid. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay though. Um, <laughs> Piggy's gonna struggle to think of a question to change the topic. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, how are you planning on getting into the? Uh, was it the catacombs or the sewer? What was it? Yeah, so I think... Here's, here's my idea, Pinky. We go to the catacombs. We stealth our way around. I just want to get, like, a layout of the land to see, like, about how far we can get till it starts getting a bit dangerous. I'm, I'm going on an assumption here that these creatures, if they didn't like the flame, they probably don't like light in general. And so, Sounds just... Good. And so, why it's light outside, I'm curious how much of the catacombs we'd be able to navigate around. Sort of just stealth out just so we can get a general idea. See if there's any, like, clues or, like, leftover scraps. Like, you know, like, when you're hunting, like, when you're trying to find, like, a bag of, like, thieves or, like, a, a rival gang or something like that. Like, sometimes they get sloppy and they leave stuff on their way out the door or when they're going back to their secret hideout. So hoping to see if we can find any clues like that to have a better direction. Cape or cloak? What is it? <laughs> She's gonna point at all the cool little patches you have. Oh, <clears throat> this. Ah. Sometimes it's clothes. Don't you have clothes also? Uh, yes, but this one seems particularly made for you. Hey. Seems like the clothes you're wearing are made for you as well. Touche. Hey, what are the patches? Hey. hey, when you get a hole in your cloak, you gotta put a patch on it, don't you? I think he's gonna roll her eyes and just say, You're avoiding the question, but that's okay. You don't have to tell me. Choose to disbelieve the truth. As you guys walk into the red district, having somewhat broken conversations still, but making 
the best of it, uh, of the situation. Um, eventually, you reach the um, the bread wall back to the same place that you've been. Though tonight, it seems like there's even less people here than around the other parts of the city. Seems like whatever was happening last night must have affected here more than other places. And while people are still out, it doesn't seem like as many people are going about. And you start to see more signs of sickness. You see what looks to be kind of medicine people going to and fro from house to house, checking on people, asking whether they have any sick. Um, many of these doctors, you could say, um, bring out your dad. I was going to uh, say, I just had Nepal, or not, I had uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail just run through my head. Exactly. It's kind of in that same vein. They're wearing half cloaks. Um, they're going out and talking to people. Um, though you do notice every single person that is kind of these doctors are wearing a particular type of mask. Um, they're almost like in the essence or in the shape of an owl. Um, as they've taken half straps of leather and laid them out, um, making a fully enclosed mask, though having kind of almost the look of feathers and such. Is this... um? Like, within the world itself, would Moss have recognized this as, like, a normal medicine practice, or is this very unique? Um, you've probably seen this before. Um, particularly you, Moss. Um, it's not uncommon for those who deal with, um, curses to kind of wear masks like this. Um, it's believed that, um the owl is connected to to the deity that helps protect you against cursing. So connected to death in our world. Exactly. Um, though, it's kind of more of a superstition. A lot of times these masks are actually, have been enchanted with some sort of magic to help ward off uh, evil. Okay. I think, is there any of these medicine people that look like they're in charge, or like a, a lead, or is everyone just sort of random? It's kind of just random. You just notice, like, they seem to be kind of going from house to house, um, seeing if they can offer services and stuff like that. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I think we should talk to one of these people before we keep going forward. Sure. Talking to people. All right. She's gonna. Sorry. She's gonna follow Moss's lead. I have a quick question. Have you guys done? Are you guys just looking like your normal selves right now? Yeah. So Moss looks like he's a hobo. Yeah. Good stuff. All Um, right. I'm doing this not because you said anything, Chase. I was gonna do this originally. But. Moss is going to lean over to Pinky and be like, all right, I'm going to act like I'm sick so we can try and get more information out of him because I look pretty dead. So you're going to play the role of the kid that's trying, that's worried about his, her, uh, 
her elderly friend. See if we can get some information, try to get some medicine off of them, because that will let us know a little bit more deeper on what's going on. Or at least how, okay. how they're treating it. So Ma this Moss is going to start walking up to them, be like... <laughs> I think he's gonna pick the closest masked person and she's going to fly ahead of Moss. Uh, no, she's gonna act like she's trying to help Moss like walk. <laughs> and she's going to start uh, saying, <clears throat> Hey, hey, can you help my friend here? He's, he's really sick. Can, can you help him? As you approach this individual, you notice that the one that you've found um, seems to be not necessarily com completely human, though it's hard to tell what race they are um, underneath their mask. Um, a lot of their vowels and are kind of drawn out a little bit, and they almost have a way of, when they speak, their words kind of have a, almost a flow to it. And... Um, you hear the voice kind of come from behind the mask. It says, uh, yes, come here, child. Let's see what's wrong. Uh, as you kind of approach the, the individual. Moss, Moss is going to be like, <clears throat> oh no, it could just, could just be my old age. But what's up? What's going on? Like, a lot more of you around this parts of town than usual right now. Hmm. It seems that there has been some sort of breakout of, of disease, a curse. Something along these lines. And we're here to administer what we can. Oh, a curse? They're they're like an epicenter for this right now. Yes. Though, I would ask you to please not go and shout from the rooftops this information. We nah. do not want people panicking, but it is also important to be truthful that you know what is going on here. Yeah, well, we're not we're not gonna tell people. We just um wanna wanna stay pretty far if I if I'm if I haven't caught what's going on and I'm just tired of being an old man, I'd rather wanna know where this epicenter is so I could stay away. So that's that's what we're no That makes sense. From just looking at both of you, it looks like you have not Contracted, whatever this is. Oh. I would stay away from the Smiter's Quarry, as that seems to be where the start of this uh, originated. The Smiter's Quarry. Yes, are you familiar with that? District, are you from here? Just, uh, traveling merchants. Hmm. Used to be successful, but 
maybe poor traveling merchants is a better way to put it. Well, if I were you, I would be clear of that area, uh, especially at nighttime. We... You, you, you said something interesting that um, you could just tell by looking at us that we didn't have this disease. How so? Oh, I have the innate ability to sense poison and disease and even curses. So I was able to quickly estimate that whatever is befalling you isn't what's going on here. Is this this ability like some sort of magical item or something that you have inherently? It's not connected to the mass. It helps us to understand, to see. Is there... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> That's Moss is trying to really hack up a storm right here. Um, he will cast um, healing word on you. That's coughing. Um, you gain four points of health back. Though you haven't, haven't lost any health, but sweet. Um, Moss is just going to dig into it and be like, well, if I'm being honest... I'm now, uh, I'm now pretty stressed about this. Is there a way to get a hold of one of those masks or like just to make sure I don't, if I'm walking near someone that might have the disease to stay away, I gotta, gotta keep myself safe from these type of pandemic type things. Hmm. Social distance, right? <laughs> yeah, but masks, I knew. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, walking your hands many times a day. Cough into your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes through. He goes through the regular repertoire, but getting back to your actual question, he he says, uh, "These masks, sadly, are not for sale. They are part of our order. Uh, you must be gifted one by by joining, um, and as such, though probably similar magic can be found." Um, and are different items. Are you, either of you, seeking to join our our order? That's it. Oh, we are what we call watchers. The watchers like to keep an eye, not necessarily metal. Try to help alleviate the pain of people. Mm. What does it take to join? Not much. There's usually uh, a residence of watchers in every major city. Also, there's some that are traveling. If you were to go to one of their locations, um, 
you were to bind yourself to the cause, it wouldn't take very much. Mm. I'm just afraid I'm not going to live long enough to be able to join without one of those masks or without a way to protect myself. That is true. Well, all I can ask for you right now is is this. Uh, and he'll poffer from kind of his... He almost has underneath his cloak how it's kind of pulled over. He kind of opens up one of his arms and you see that his hand and like his, kind of his arms that are, are bare underneath his cloak um, uh, are covered in fur. Almost uh, kind of a light tan with um, kind of striations and stripes. His hands are almost a mix between that of a human, but also a, um, feline um, look. Uh, and he he pulls off one of his um, off of kind of like almost a bandolier that he has on his chest, uh, a small vial, and he hands it to you. What's this? It is a, a minor minor potion of healing. It should help alleviate any of the pain that you may have oh, God. as of right now. <laughs> mm. uh, it right. does uh, 1d4 plus 2 um, points of healing. Okay, I'll take it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Of course. And remember, if you need anything, the Watchers are here, waiting. Alright. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep that in mind. Any, you might come back later asking more information about this just to make sure I don't end up getting myself killed by tracking the disease. Of course. Alright. Any well, other questions for him, Pinky? No? Okay. So, as you guys kind of make your separate way, what are you doing? <laughs> I know we're all reading that right now. <laughs> Brandon, you're too funny. Be careful. Um, for the podcast... Uh, when he handed over the potion, I said that it was a furry potion. <laughs> he wants you to join, and it's the only way. Ah! One of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay. Moss is going to turn over to Pinky and be like, alright, so we can either keep going over to Smiter's Quarry to figure it out, or we can head back and meet up with the rest of the group. Tell them what we know. go to the to the catacombs we gotta keep our word everyone else is working hard all right let's keep heading over to smiter's quarry perfect okay um as you guys are walking um you guys are passed by uh a little while later you're passed by a couple of individuals that are walking um and one of them uh, just a simple 
a couple of men look like they're going about their labors carrying supplies into the city. Just a lot of the supplies that they're carrying into are vegetables, a lot of things that um, are a little bit more expensive. Um, with it, you don't see any sort of bread staples being carried into it. Um, a lot of the foods that are being brought in seem to be more dried meats, salted fish, things like that that keep well. Um, as well as other sorts of foods, though nothing high in carbohydrates. So maybe it'll be a little healthier for people. You never know. Mm-hmm. Keep the bread down. But as you're passing, you see one of the men uh, walk past you. He, she, he'll uh, look at you, Pinky, uh, and he, he'll look kind of at you and then look at kind of at your hat and then he'll get a really furrowed brow and he'll spit in your direction. I'd like you... Let me see if he hits. Okay. He does not. Um, as it kind of lands close to you, um, he'll yell at you, What are you doing here? Get out of here. We heard what you did last night. You're one of them vigils, aren't you? Yes? You're a vigil? Yes. Um, the the other guys they'll kind of hear this and they're all going to start sending down their boxes and stuff like that and they kind of start approaching what'd you do with them? we heard that you started taking children last night were you the ones that started taking the original ones? wait wait children? taking the original ones? what are you talking about? you took children last night we, we heard about it Vigils last night. Hey man, I don't got time for kids. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you hearing? Me. I see the the symbol on your hat. Your vigils. She's gonna pull it off her hat and she's gonna like spit shine it and be like, "Oh, I stole this off of someone. Isn't it shiny and pretty?" Make a make a. Uh, deception. Okay. Yes! Where's my deception? That is a 24. 24? That's pretty dang good. Um, <laughs> with a 24, they, like, kind of just seeing your innocence and, like, nonchalantness as they are all kind of starting to kind of circle up, almost like they're, they're wanting to rough, and rough you guys up. Um, seeing your just demeanor, they're like, oh, oh, uh, it's kind of a, a, a complete reversal of how they're acting towards you, realizing that you're probably just some fairy kid that stole this off of someone. They're like, well, good for you. Um, I probably won't wear that around, though. A lot of the other people are pretty mad at the vigils right now. Did you hear what they did last night? No, I didn't. What did, what happened? Apparently, they went over to the Smiley's Quarry and they found a little girl last night. And they took her. We're pretty what does she sure. look like? We don't know. We just kind of heard it from... Uh, we have a people from... We're all from the, the quarry. We live up on the rim, but more on the uh, the western side. It happened more on the uh, the 
southeastern side, and so we, uh, since the word spread, we we heard to not, you know, trust those people. Oh, I see. He, he I said th- something. <laughs> Go ahead, Pinky. Right, because normally it gets me a little bit of respect, and I'm really small, and no one respects me. But you have good advice, and she's gonna tuck it into her bag. Possibly, but you mentioned something I thought was weird. You said, like, you mentioned like kids were stolen before. Yeah, there was three kids that were stolen or went missing. Well, what was it? About three nights ago now. Uh, we haven't heard anything, and since there's, we heard report, we heard people talking about how the 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 vigils they took a little girl last night. People saw it, and they just tried to wave around their badges and show off, like, ah, oh, we, it's fine, whatever. But we're pretty sure that they took the other three. Those dang vigils, pieces of garbage. But anyways, about the three, where were the other three? Were they also from the Smiter Quarry? Um, yeah, the. Uh, there's a two kids from the Smarts Quarry. Um, their dad right now is sick. Mr. Um, Sam Schumeyer, he's a showmayer. Um, pretty good man. He works hard. Wife's taken really hard with him being sick and his, their, both their sons being gone. Then uh, uh, we don't know the other one. I think it's a girl from the the bread wall. That's where we're taking these supplies to. They uh, there's not a lot of food right now to go around here. Yeah, see, so you don't got a lot of bread taking stuff to the bread wall. No, uh, heard that the I have a mandate by the uh, Crimson Cloaks. They uh, said no, uh, no. Bread is supposed to be sold or exchanged until further notice. Mm. Interesting. We'll keep that in mind. Planning on buying some bread today, anyways. Oh, that's going to be kind of hard since it's somewhat against the law right now. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Anyway, we, we need to get going, but. You all take care. Watch out for those vigil types. Hey, thanks for warning us about them, monsters. Pinky's gonna give him a little salute. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, sir! <laughs> They'll kind of like look at you like, what? And then pick up their <laughs> their various items and keep carrying them. Hmm. So, real fast, Chase. Yeah. These names, just because just my memory's failing me a bit, like this Sam Shoemaker. We haven't met this guy before, right? No. Okay. That's not the, the parents of the one kid that was getting wrecked. No. That was the Elwins. Okay. All right, Pinky. Mm, part of me wants to go back and connect with everybody else before we go further. To the uh, something that I'd like both of you to do. Did I have both of you do a perception check? Yeah. As you've been walking. Perception. 
Um, I did pretty well. It's a uh, seven. Twenty-three. <laughs> Pinky, it's a really nice day. It's a little chilly still, you know, being up in the mountains and stuff. Uh, it's a cool breeze, but it's nice. Um, Moss, you notice as you've been walking, as you kind of been going and a little bit remembering a, a previous conversation that you had um, with Captain Hawes uh, earlier today and discussing what the underbelly of the city is like. She described it as almost kind of a labyrinth of castles built underneath these as the city that you see now is almost a top layer. You're really seeing signs of that now that you're kind of looking for it. You notice that, in all honesty, there's a lot of entrances to the underbelly, different sewer grates, different um, wells, anything that kind of opens up down below. Almost an entrance. As you're kind of looking at it, you're like, oh, there really isn't just one big door to get in. These, whatever they are, they could come from anywhere. All right. So, how about how far are we to from the um, the Smithers Quarry? The Smiters Quarry. Sorry, Smiters. You guys are pretty dang close. You're probably okay. Only okay. Like walk. Yeah. Okay. If we're really close to the Smiters Quarry, then we're right about the place that I want to start. All right. Thank you. You ready to check out these catacombs? Okay, I'm gonna assume you said yes, let's do it, but I couldn't hear Yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. We um, can see it, so <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Moss is what? going to Okay, let's go into one of these grates and let's head down to the underbelly. Okay. With that, would it be alright if we switch over to the other crew or I don't know, you Moss, you I know you have to get kinda of going earlier today. So yeah, I have a time constraint in about 45 minutes. I gotta head out. Just keep well, going. Just keep going. We'll just keep going. Okay. Yeah. So, as you guys approach one of these grates, um, are you looking for a specific kind of entrance that you'd like a preferred way of entry? So, Moss wants to... We're about a block away, right? Yeah. So Moss wants to take a moment to like sort of jog around a bit, um, sort of like look at some of these grates and see if he can catch any of these grates or any sort of entrance that might have been like moved or budged or something that looks like it's been worked. Because I'm assuming like most of the grates probably have like a thick layer of dirt or like grime because they're never. Yeah. Moss looking for something that's been moved. Okay. Um. Yeah. Definitely with your background expertise you know to kind of look for these signs make a investigation check can pinky assist by like describing and pointing out um grates and things that look similar to the one she saw kids disappear into by the bread wall yeah of course 
Okay, you saw people disappear into crates by the bed bread wall. Okay. Specifically yeah, so Clem. <laughs> and another okay. kid. So specific right? You you just yeah. saw one kid. Okay, oh, just one kid. The one with the, the cape. Oh you brought red pet. So I'm specifically looking at those grates. Um, advantage on the investigation check? Yeah, she's helping you. Okay, uh, thank you for advantage. My first roll was a three, my second was a 19. So, 19. Let me just kind of check something. Yeah. As you start looking around and stuff like that. You find a grate that looks pretty pretty recently moved. It, it's still fairly dirty, but you can tell by looking down and as both of you kind of watching out, you notice that it has like kind of scrapes uh, along the, the metal. Whether, rather than being just a rusty grate, parts of it have been kind of rubbed of rust and there are a little bit more of that shiny metallic steel look to them. Where you're like, okay, this has been moved recently. Okay. So mentally we're gonna mark it. So we're like, alright, this is our place, right? Mm-hmm. And then Moss is gonna turn. Um Yeah, I guess we're gonna move the great and go in, Pinky. Any complaints with that? Okay, we're gonna head in. As you guys uh, lift up the grate, it takes both of you because honestly you guys are a little smaller than your average Joe. Your average pink. Um, as you kind of slide it over, you look down, you can see what looks to be uh, kind of rickety older wooden ladder leading deeper into the depths. You see a stream of light heading down, though right now it's too dark to kind of tell what's down there. I'm even with dark vision. With dark vision, though, that's this. This does go down what looks to be about oh, 45 feet before it hits the, the bottom floor. As you guys start working your way down the ladder, um, you notice that the ladder itself is in fairly good condition, even though it looks fairly sketch. Oh, that's... You see what looks to be... have worn in hand marks on this ladder particularly. And they look smaller than your normal, older, general, older person. They fit your hands fairly well as the wood's been rubbed here. Hmm. There's still... Are we in complete darkness at this point, or is there still light? Um, there's light streaming in from above, from the gate, grate, since right now it's about a little bit afternoon. Right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, and so like as we're looking around, does a does is Moss getting the general vibe like this is a place that people have been through recently? 
you're getting the impression that there is activity happening here. All right. Binky, I got a question for you. It might get a no. little dangerous in here, and I don't want you to put your life on the line for something that you're not 100% invested in. We can keep going. We gotta be really stealthy, and there's a high likelihood that one of us gets killed. I'm not gonna stay behind and save you if you get caught. But say, 100%. Oh, can you not hear me? No, we can. No, we can. Okay. I, I would say I'm 100% convicted. Con yes. <laughs> but I can't see in the dark. All right. So we would have to light something, and that would be maybe a problem. Uh, so if you think that's going to be a big problem, we can wait and go with the other guys, but... Okay. <laughs> She's just going to smile sheepishly like... All right. <laughs> I'm a little worried. So, Pinky, let's just do a quick vibe to see if we get any, get any reaction, and if we get a reaction, we're going to bail out real fast, okay? Okay. So Moss is going to cast um, Produce Flame. So now mm -hmm. he has like a light around him. So now... Okay. And with sort of the intent, like if he sees any movement or see, hears anything, he's getting ready to like bolt up the ladder again. We're, we're playing we're playing the coward coward game right now. Okay. <laughs> um, as you guys both look around your, your area, your situation, this seems to be what looks to be a, a fairly simple entrance into a corridor and at first when you first landed on the ground it looks like your typical sewer system that any city would have but as you light your hand you notice that dug in the center of this corridor is is a ditch running with what looks to be storm drain water leading down as of right now, it's it's only a, a trickle. There's not very much water. Um, but as you look around, you really get the sense of, wow, we're not just in a sewer. This looks like it used to be a hallway in a castle. As you can see, kind of vaulted ceilings and arches positioned Every so often, it looks like someone has come down here, taken the stones out of the center of this hallway, and turned it into a drainage system. They've taken the city underbelly and made it, whatever those castles, whatever was underneath there, into the utility that they needed for their city. Um, the stench down here is not pleasant. The smell of decay, rotten, other things kind of permeate the air a little bit. Um, and the architectural style is a lot more akin from what you can see to that of elegant elvish design rather than the kind of the hard, brash, minimalistic, fundamental that you just left above. 
It looks like the Havnok, when they settled and took over this city from whoever they did before, felt like it was probably a, a really big disrespect to use whoever's homes these were prior as their sewer. Mm. All right. Should we go Should on we... for a little bit, Pinky? Yeah. Pinky's... I don't know. Should we have, like, perception checks going? Because... If you want to. Yes. Pinky's going to listen really hard to see if she hears anything. She knows she's probably going to hear somebody before she sees somebody. Okay. So... <laughs> she ain't hearing nothing. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> I rolled a three. That's not happening. I think Moss is probably just going to run at his um his constant passive perception. Okay, good to Which know. Is... Uh, six. Sorry, seventeen. Wow, 17. pretty good. Okay, yeah. as you guys continue forward. You start walking. Um, something else that you notice as you go, a lot of that bread that was previously thrown out into the streets the night before that had been decimated seems to have been swept into these these sewer uh, systems. Um, and that also doesn't help with the smell. And it also seems to be producing kind of that almost shadow-esque crust on a lot of the old fixtures that you see. Mm. A lot of the times you'll pass by doorways and stuff like that that seem to be closed and locked up and they don't look like they've been opened in eons. Um, about 15 minutes down the hallway, as you guys are walking, Moss, you would notice something, just barely. As you kind of approach this area, you see what looks to be more spider webs in this section. You saw... One second. My headphone came undone. Okay, I can hear again. So all I heard was spider webs, right? Spider webs. You stop Pinky and yourself and you kinda of take a moment to look around and assess. Alright, what am I what am I seeing? Like as I look around. Like how big are these spider webs? We talking like Big enough for you to be attached in. Most of them are above in the ceiling, uh in the, the kind of vaulted domed-esque ceilings above you. Um, though, something that really stands out to you as you kind of look around, you get the kind of... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> you get a faint outline of a spider hanging upside down. Its body a mixture of white and blue. And as it's sitting there, it's it's 
much larger than you. Okay. No, it's not moving. Hmm. As it's sitting above you, you can see out of its mandible mouth a slight drip, a little bit of a flow, almost, of almost a black, smoky ichor. It's think he's head is kind of held down though up in this inverse picture. And as its eyes kind of lock onto the light that it's just seen, you see nothing but blackness in them. I'd like you guys to roll initiative. You saw that. Because it rolled a 15 on stealth. Okay. <laughs> That's passive. Passive helps out. Uh, Alright, initiative was really good for Kyle. Same. Uh, good. Okay, 19 plus 3. 21. 21 for initiative for Kyle. 23. 23. I rolled a 20. Yeah, you guys will be going first um, with Pinky at the lead, then Moss, and then whatever this spider larger than you. Think of like in Lord of the Rings, the, the scene in the third movie when Sam and um, Frodo are fighting this fire. That, that's kind of the size. It's okay. pretty big. Giant spider type size. Giant, giant spider. Uh, uh, since Pinky's going first, she's gonna kind of lean over to Moss and be like, we're running, right? Run. <laughs> Pinky's gonna turn and, and bolt. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, good. Uh, no, she's not gonna. No, she's not gonna do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, she's just she's just gonna run. She's gonna dash. Good to know. As you start running, the ceiling above you is about thirty feet up. Just so you know, are you running or are you flying? Like, like I'm flying, but like not like not, any higher than you know Moss is tall, right? You're like skimming, yeah, French of the Death Star <laughs> kind of. Yes, spot. I like to be the same height as my companions, so I'm sticking with that kind of height, you know. Perfect. <laughs> um, you're just going to dash. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Moss, uh, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, Moss is gonna dash this well away. Okay, perfect. As you all, as you both start running as fast as you possibly can, um, you see the spider's eyes kind of, if they could light up, though they are complete pitch black. It's the spark when the 
enemy guys like gotcha. Yeah, you you see that spark in his eyes. Um as you start running. This spider's going to give chase. Are you going to do it's gonna give you what? It's gonna give me. <laughs> you, no, joking. Oh, as it starts press running as fast as you can, it's dashing, which means it's keeping up with both of you. Um, kind of as you guys are running along the bottom and it's running along the top uh, above you. Are you guys? We're going to go back up to the top of the round with Pinky. Are you planning on just dashing Pinky all the way back to the entrance, or are you planning on doing things like we'll we'll say that this is a little bit more free flow of uh, a combat where you'll yes. probably have this round of combat will be basically you're running back to the entrance. Right. Um, because I can dash as a bonus action, I am going to cast if I can find it. Um, I'm going to cast color spray behind us. Hey. Um, um, would you be willing to read me what that does? Yes. A dazzling array of flashing colored light springs from your hand. Roll 60-10. The total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Creatures within a 15-foot cone originating from you are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. So... Just the spider. Yep. Um, yes. Cool. <laughs> Let's do this. 6d10. Here we go. Yeah, roll that bad boy. Forty points. Forty points. Okay, yes. good to know. As you both um, are running, Moss, you look behind you as Pinky Cav swoops up with her flight. It's fairly close enough to cast her spell, and as you kind of turn back forward, you see behind you a dazzling flash of lights erupt. Illuminating the cavern in front of you. Uh, the flash is gone in an instant. And Pinky, where, as you're watching and looking behind, you notice that... Um, the... Uh, sorry, I'm just reading up to make sure I understand how this works. So as you've done this, you look into the uh, eyes of the spider and it doesn't seem to quite tell exactly where you're at. It looks like this has been effective. The 40 points is enough? All right. Moss, it's your turn. Moss is gonna just continue. Uh... 
I'm also just gonna continue running with control flame. Just keep on dashing. Okay. As you just keep keep on running, um, it'll switch to the fighter's turn. As you kind of look back, seeing that it's not really able to focus in anywhere on you, you guys, you would notice, I think at that moment, it all of a sudden disappears. Wait. Like, it disappeared? Or just, like, went out of view? Disappeared. Like, as you see, almost... Like, gone. turned into, like, black. You don't see it turning to black. You just don't see it. It's gone. So, Jason, I just gotta, I just gotta clarify for Kyle's mental image. Like, when you say disappear, like, snap of a finger, it's gone. Not like it slowly fades into the darkness. It does not seem to fade into the darkness. As you're looking at it, in a second, it almost has like almost a faint blue glow around it, and then it's gone. That doesn't seem good. Run faster. Run faster. <laughs> we are escaping. Yes, we're running. <laughs> so, from what I can tell, Color Spray only lasts one round, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Instantaneous. Uh, yeah, one round. Perfect. Good to know. With that, then, as you both book it, it's back to your turn. You guys have made it to, with this kind of time, you almost sense the foreboding of something. It has to. You get back to the, the entrance. You see the beam of light from the grate shining down um, where you entered in. Pinky, it's your turn. Okay. Okay. Give me a moment. moment. So, like, it's, like, foreboding. Like, I feel like there's something there. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you had a giant spider following you, and then it just, heck, it disappeared, probably still keep running. Right. Uh, How close are we to this... Uh, the ladder? That's what it's called. Um, I'd say that for you, if you were just to fly straight up, you'd be able to dash and get out. The moss, it's about 15 feet to the ladder and then 45 feet up, so it's it's pretty, cutting it pretty close. Okay. Um, I am going to... Get to the base of the ladder, and I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. Um, just to light up any creatures within 20 feet of the <laughs> and 20 feet cube of the ladder. Just be safe. Just to be safe. Perfect. Yes. Um, Dexterity saving throw if there is any out there. Okay. Good to know. Uh, as you cast it, though the light illuminates up the ladder as you both are approaching. It doesn't seem to catch any creatures inside. Cool. Yes, and I'm gonna fly up the ladder, I guess, as far as I can get. You'll get to ride at the grate. Cool. Alright. 
Moss is just gonna... <sighs> Gotta check something real fast. I'm just trying to get out of here. Yeah, Moss is just gonna go as much as he can with a dash. With that, you are basically to the top. You're scrambling up. Moss, I'm pretty sure you haven't moved this fast in a while. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Especially without Philip. With that, as you guys are cast sitting there, it all goes silent. You don't necessarily notice anything. And then right then, like a blink of an eye, the spider reappears right next to you on the ceiling. Great. It's large form looming over both of you as you are both cast sitting right here next to the grate, looking up at it, it's mandible pincers still leaking that black fluid, whatever it is. The eyes almost don't look like it, it's complicating what's seen. It does not take an attack because it had to use its whole dash to get right next to you. But it is poised from the looks to do what it wants to do. And is it is it blocking us? Uh, it's not blocking you. It's like right next to you. It's like it looks like it's trying to almost. It's about to try to like bite you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pinky, it is your turn. Cool. Um. I'm going to grab out my rapier and take a swing at it. Okay. Does a 16 hit? 16 does hit, yes. Cool. Let's do some... Not that one. (laughs) Do some damage. Alright. 10 points of damage. And... Yeah, and then I'm going to get out of the sewer. Yeah, as you kind of just take a minute to slash at it, and you start crawling up, is going to take an attack of opportunity on you. Yeah, I forgot about that. I should have disengaged. <laughs> oh well. Um, will a fifteen hit? Yes. Okay. Um, this first. You take 12 piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Cool. Let's see. Constitution saving throw. That is an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. That's good. Um, you only take as much damage, then. Let me roll for it. You'll take 10 points of damage, as is halved. As these pincers, they're able to grab you and almost on the back of your calf, you can feel poison being leaked into your body with 22 points of damage. That pinky's out. 
He's down. As you slip into unconsciousness, kind of the world around you spins. Moss, you see as Pinky's been bit, you see the spider take her... um, Actually, no. That would not happen. It it can't do that on its turn. So, (laughs) Pinky, you will fall down the... Yeah. 45 feet. Oh my him. gosh. Unless Moss is an opportunity grab. You take 14 points of fall damage. Could Pinky not... have used the disengage action? I'm sorry. Well, um, she didn't. I should have, but I didn't. You should have, but she chose to stab it instead. Yes, I, yes. That's... <laughs> I forgot about the disengage. Uh, Yeah, I. It's just how it is. Sorry, but um, Moss, you see her thud against the the ground below. Moss, what are you doing? Medic fails. Death save, right? Yeah. Took damage. Okay. Yeah, you you take damage. Um, and I roll. Well, no, they're just automatic failures. It's an automatic failure. Um, so you know that you failed one. Um. As well as, um, I'm assuming that's not above hit point maximum, correct? In like, um, so if you take more, more than your hit point maximum of damage after you have been reduced okay. to zero points, you yeah, no, it's are, not. Okay, yeah. just want to make sure we're good. We're good. Okay, okay. it's Moss's turn, right? Yes. Um, Moss is just gonna watch Pinky fall, and there comes this dilemma in Moss, in his mind, like the anime flashback scene, <laughs> as the countless people he's left behind to save his skin start running through his mind. Um, he then looks at Pinky on the ground, looks up, and Kyle's gonna roll to determine what Moss does, because Moss said he was gonna leave Pinky. He did. Moss is going to cuss under his breath, and he'll use a bonus action healing ward on Pinky to get Pinky back up and running. So Oops. you're only going to get 1d4 plus my wisdom saving modifier. And so... I'll take it. <laughs> oh, sweet. I rolled a 1 plus 3. 4. You get 4 hit points, Pinky. Enough to get you back into the game as Moss just sort of shouts, Get up, you freaking fairy! <laughs> 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 um, right. and that, that's just my bonus action <laughs> Moss is then going to use his action I can't cast that because I can't cast two spells in one turn Moss is going to use his action to disengage with the spider is that something I have to do? yes okay. and then Though, as you Pinky, as you kind of come back to um, with your healing, you notice that your body, since you have fallen unconscious and got back up, even after regaining hit points, you feel that your body is paralyzed. 
Oh, would Moss see this? Would Moss like? Yeah, yeah you would is... down, and you would see fear in Pinky's eyes as she's not able to move. So I just want to point that out before you use your action, if you want to do anything else. No, that, that's good to point it out, because I was just about to bail ship. Um, crap, Pinky's paralyzed. I... Crap. Okay. Um... Guys, this yeah. is not good, just so everybody knows. Yeah, this is way not good. Like, this is the moment where Kyle's like, well, crap, like, how am I supposed to get out of this type of a situation? Yeah. I think whoops. Sorry. Should have disengaged. It's alright. Hey, that's <laughs> sometimes how the game goes. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if Pinky would have had the mind to, to disengage anyways, so... Okay. How... Biggest this spider. Um, you would assume that it's about a large monstrosity. Okay. What's a vertical surface? Oh, that's like this. How are we defining vertical surfaces today, Chase? Um, that's like that, just, <laughs> that comes down to perspective. Yeah, it's all about perspective for vertical. Um, if you turn this way, technically that's vertical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm willing to work with you on this one. It sounds okay. very interesting. Because Moss is going to try something because the spider is big. And Pinky and Moss are both small. Um, yeah, and if, if this doesn't work, like, we're dead, Pinky, just so you know. And I'm going to run away. Um,. So Moss is gonna get down the. Can the spider hit me where he's at right now? Um, it has already used its attack of opportunity on Pinky. Okay, that's what I thought. Just wanted to confirm. Um, so Moss is gonna get down right next to Pinky. Right, he's gonna pull off the patch of a window. And it's a small window. And he's going to throw the window on the floor. Because from a certain perspective, the floor is a vertical surface. I mean, there's skylights all the time. That's the yeah. window. That's what, but small. It's a small window. Small window. Yeah. And I'm going to hope, does it open up to something beneath us, right? As you lay it down, you see the stone almost hit. You hear like kind of a tearing sound in the rock. As it opens up, the bricks themselves are kind of being pushed and molded in a way, and you see like a wood and window frame begin to be made, and a simple glass pane um, window with shutters appear on the floor before you, right next to the paralyzed body of Pinky. Nice. It and, seems to. And Moss is just gonna grab Pinky with his action and jump through that window and really, really pray right now that there's something on the... It's not that fall, far of a fall. Okay. Um, as you grab Pinky 
and you jump. It's not that far of a fall, but what you do find yourself landing in, not the most appreciating thing, seem to have found yourself into some sort of drainage water, maybe another thing as you hear underneath you. Uh, At this moment, the spider above you falls from the ceiling, lands right over you, like looking down through the window. You can see like legs being blocked out by the, the skylight as it tries to pry itself in there as more of that black liquid drips from it. You can see this. Pinky, you see nothing as the darkness has completely encompassed you. As you guys are now on the scariest water ride of your life. As you guys are kind of being led down this deeper um, way. Are you doing anything, Moss? As you seem to be out of combat, as it is not able to make its way through the, the window. Oh gosh, so I'm assuming we're going down like a water rapids type of a thing right now. Yeah. Uh, so Moss is going to use Wild Shape at this point. Okay. And he is going to turn himself. Oh, seahorses aren't that big. Dang it! Dang it! I don't also. I also don't think you can turn yourself into a swimming creature yet with your level in Druid. Um, it's just the CR one four. Yes, but I think you have to be level. Four or six before you can use swimming creatures. I can look it up for you. Yeah, let's look that up. Did it? I've never. I heard level eight that you can fl- use flying creatures. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard that before, so I'd be curious. Because I, I, my understanding so, is it's just up to one, four. Um, with wild shapes starting at second level, you can use your action to magically assume the shape of a beast that you have seen before. You can use this feature twice. Your game expand uses when you finish a short long rest. Your druid level determines the beast you can transform into as shown by the beast shapes table. At second level, for example, you can transform into any beast that is a challenge rating of one fourth or lower that doesn't have a flying or swimming speed. So the table says mm-hmm. that second level, you max. CR is one fourth, and it cannot be flying or swimming. So, example, right. like a wolf. At fourth level, it's one half, and you can have a swimming speed. And at eighth level, it's a CR max of one, and you don't have anything holding you back from being able to fly or swim. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then sorry, I can't swim out of this. Uh, Moss is going to try his best to keep Pinky's head above water. Maybe try to grab the edge, but he also understands he's an old man in a terrible situation right now. So it's just survival. As you guys are whipped down through it, um, keeping her head above the water is not necessarily terribly difficult. Um, You can see kind of the panic in her eyes, um, though she's not able to speak at this moment. You eventually are kind of led down to where the water gets more calm. And... It's hard to tell whether it was an hour later, whether it was five minutes later. I'm in the depths. 
becomes a little less relative, like a little less meaningful. Eventually, though, you see what looks to be a light coming from a distant vantage point from where you were going. Head towards that light. You guys kind of float along the drainage and the filth. You eventually find yourself coming to a graded uh, exit pipe of, of the sewer. The bars here have already been kind of they're not close enough to keep um, the likes of you from being able to squeeze through. And as you kind of go through it, you are expelled into what looks to be uh, outside pond, almost a moat per se, that looks like it's surrounding the whole city. As daylight bathes both of you, you look around uh, at the countryside. It's beautiful. It's grand vista of great peaked mountains and green valleys, you realize that, wow, this is a beautiful place, but the moat that you're in does not smell very good. As you are able to kind of guide Pinky towards one of the sides of the, the embankment, you're able to finally pull her out and pull yourself out, covered from head to toe in, in filth. You both seem to have been able to survive. Pinky, as you and Moss lay there for a while, catching your breaths, realizing that you almost died, you're able to kind of recenter. And after a couple of minutes, maybe 15, you come back to being able to fill your body. Pinky's going to start. You know that kind of laugh cry that, that people do? Like, like that was so scary, but like, you know, we were alive and like... <laughs> As she like slowly starts to move and she's just sobbing but laughing and she just doesn't know what... <laughs> Moss is just gonna like look over at Pinky and just like roll his eyes and be like, get up! As <clears throat> he sort of like kicks her to get up. Get up, you fairy! Pinky's gonna. Yep, quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Alright, Pinky, we gotta focus. We gotta get back to the rest of the group. Tell them what we figured out. Tell them what's down there. Make sure we got a rough estimate on, like, if the whole party could take on that spider. I don't know how tough that thing is. All I know is it bit you once and you were down, which sort of has me worried. Yeah. Pinky's gonna stand up kind of shakily and and still still just laugh-sobbing. Uh, you know, that would have been... <laughs> Really, really fun if, if I wasn't paralyzed. <laughs> fun. <laughs> the, the water slide. That's a alright, alright. As Moss is just gonna start <laughs> dragging Pinky along to try and meet up with the rest of the group as quickly as possible. With that, you both start heading your way back, and you're able to venture in 
able to make your way through the, as you kind of climb up, you go up through kind of a, a gated entryway. And at that, you both will return a little bit later that evening as Kyle, you need to leave, but you have made it successfully back to the Vigil's Outpost. Awesome. Also, just as uh, as we are making our way back, every moment I can use a bonus action healing word, Moss is just constantly whispering to Pinky to get Pinky healed up all the way. Perfect. But Thanks. his words are not the most healing of words. <laughs> are we thinking? Why did you stab the stupid spider? You just run away, disengage and run, disengage and run. You got it as a bonus action. <laughs> That. All right, you have survived, and I think right now we're going to take a break. We're kind of halfway through this already. Woo! Sorry to take up all that time. We did. I did no, not think that fine. was going to happen. That was exciting. I'm just glad you guys are alive. Oh no! I, I was like, oh crap! Before I walk out, like I'll be honest, like when the spider was there, I was like, all right, we just got to get past the spider. And then when you hit the ground, Pinky, I was like, crap. I can't heal you, and I can't get out of this situation. So Chase, did you, could you think like I could not think of any other way to get out of there alive with Pinky? That was really cool. My my thought process was you using your cloak in some way. Yeah, so that yeah. was a. Uh, I was looking through everything like, all right, I need something, which sucks because the window was the best one. But whatever. That was really good. Which that was. I was gonna, like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta go. See you, Kyle! Let's See you later. Bye. I'm sending us to break. Three, two, one. We're back. All right. We're Um... Sorry, I'm eating a grape. So, transitioning from what happened with Pinky and Moss, as they're still making their way back towards the outpost, we are brought back into the scene as we're kind of in the main headroom by the desk of the outpost curator for the vigils. You're all kind of standing around. Opal just left the room as something kind of threw her off. And Eli, you just made the connection um, about Ren. What do you guys do? Um, Ren. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Um. Why do you have a representation of, uh, oh, where is it? One sec. Uh, why, why do you have a representation of, of Yoko? Uh, Ren will look down at his necklace and he'll look up and just kind of say, my whole village worships Yoko. He's, and, and I guess in these books that I found, he's 
He's known as an evil god. One of the gods that I, I think potentially created the ferocious monsters we have in the world today. I think Ren will look a little bit um, not offended. But I mean, kind of like like um, and Ren will say, well, yeah, Yoko can be a bit unruly, but Baisha keeps him in check. But he's a noble god. He's a, a god of strength, a god of, a god of ending, a god of consequence. It, he's not evil in any way. I just, why, like, just, I guess the books that I, I read today um, I had him labeled as one of the gods of the uh, oh what was the group called the usurper gods yeah they were he was one of the usurper gods In my village, when we speak of, or in the legends, in the stories of the time long before we were here, when the gods themselves walked the earth, there is a story of a sort of kerfuffle amongst the gods. Um, but there was no sides. It was a, a civil war, a whole web of conflicting viewpoints, and gods would band together and sometimes band with other ones. There's no evil gods. I, I just from the the research that I found, the the usurpers. It, it was a war between gods and they created creatures and, and, and monsters out of desperation to try and win win what though Dominion? The yeah, I think the the right to rule. It it had um it had him associated with Vena and Garuth, the god of tyranny. Ren will look even just more not necessarily confused, but more just like and he'll, he'll say, no, no, Vena is a goddess of memorial. I I, I don't. The, a, a goddess of, of unknown. Darkness and loss isn't a bad thing. This, I, the, the book I've, I was reading 
was from the people before here, the before ha Havdok. It's from the people of the Riuli, and maybe even more ancient than that. Well, I don't know what they believed, but I believe that all these gods are very noble. They all have helped sustain my village, my people. I'm not going to be so quick to turn my back on them, because I know they wouldn't do that for me. Look, as long as uh, you're not some crazy cult killing people, who cares? Doesn't matter who you worship, but maybe just don't go around saying those names. Most people take unkindly to them. I'm gonna go chase after Opal. Okay. Should we come with, or, or is this like a, a you thing? Come if you want. You can you you could see in the like the eyes of Alaya that there is more that she wanted to say, but. She'll just kind of, like, turn away and start to follow Baron. Okay, I'll follow as well. Opal. Wait up. <laughs> Is Opal paying attention? No. Elias gonna basically say, Opal, stop. And celestial. Opal will stop. In a Arthur Fist T pose. <laughs> what did you say? Arthur Fist. Arthur Fist T pose. No, sorry, that was Baron talking to Alaya. <laughs> I just, I just told her to stop. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I really don't want to talk about this right now, and Elias will see back. Um, just go back to Elias and Celestial. Did you hear our conversation in the restroom back at the training grounds? Oh, I'm trying to. I don't think she would answer, but you would you would definitely see it in her face. Hmm. I think she'll continue to say in celestial to Alaya, like, "There's just some things that I'm not ready to explain." I mean. She'll go back to speaking common, normal, whatever. I've already started to share a little bit of who I am with Moss during the trial. And it's just, it's taking me time to accept what's going on. What is going on? You seem to that you seem to know a lot more than you're letting on. 
Well, Opal will pop a squat. <clears throat> Let's go inside and talk. Opal will get back up and then move to place and then pop a squat. <laughs> I just just have patience with me, okay? But what questions do you have? What do you know what about you? the hero of lilies? Next question. What do you know about the Paraxium? Next question. Look, we, we can't keep doing this. You you need to answer something. But are you saying next question like you don't know? Or just like later? Like not right now. <laughs> next question, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you tell us what you're willing to talk about? Ah. Uh. I think it's important for me to be vulnerable and honest in order for this team to trust me. And I understand only so much trust can be built when I say, I'll tell you later, don't worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. So I understand that. And it's pretty obvious that there's a lot of things that I'm withholding from you with the fact that y'all, that you all, sorry, <laughs> saw a different part of me last night. Or the night before, whatever. Last night. So, with what I share, I beg of you to please not change your perspective of me and just understand that I am me, not anything crazy or special or, you know, like a typical paladin. You know, I'm nothing above you. I'm just one of you. I'm your teammate. You promise me that you will remember that as I will try my best to share a little bit more about myself. I mean, I didn't hear McKay. <laughs> My bad, it was muted. Uh, everyone's got a past. A lion. I mean, to be to be honest, I've I've known for a while now that you were different and. I personally don't feel like I've treated you any differently. Thank you. Ren? I personally have no problem with... And he'll say, whatever this is, Jezre, <laughs> it's not bad. I don't have a problem with, I mean, all this. I, you're helping us. You're 
are a great asset to the team. I, I don't see how it could be a bad thing. Like I've said before, that the gods have shown you favor. And I think that's a good sign. Okay. I'm willing to, to trust you. But um, I do hope that I hope that you'll trust us eventually as well. Okay. As you start, um, I'm going to take out my whip and just start cleaning it. Opal will make that face exactly what I just did. <laughs> okay, well, if I'm gonna share like my whole life story, I'd add just a little appreciate a little more. Okay. The praximum. Praxum. Ratsavimum. The Paraxum was a war between gods, goddesses, demons, and people of this world. So uh, I understand. I don't know everything. Thus, I went with Ren to learn more. Thus, the whole investigation. If I knew more, I would have said something. But My who I am goes back then, and the hero of Lily's <gasps> Opal at this point is kind of the hero of Lily's was chosen as a protector during this war and she was so blessed that the gods blessed her that her ancestors descendants sorry descendants backwards her descendants would carry on the duty to defend this world And so each descendant that comes through the line, if it is a girl that is born and the eyes are upon birth glow amber or ember, ember, ember. The people know that that child has been chosen by the gods to continue to protect the land. And it is tradition to be named after the first who is chosen. And so that's why my name is Opal, because the first was named Opal. And the reason why I struggle with this because it wasn't my choice. I never had a choice from the beginning. And that's something really hard to deal with as if people see that you are different. Oh. Suddenly you're taught 
person of the town and nobody wants to have disputes with you, let alone play with you or... Just none of this was my choice and I'm trying to have a little control in my life as I'm not opal. I'm not opal. I'm, I'm me. So that's, that's why I joined the vigils as I wanted to be able to do it for myself. But I understand if I break the vow that my ancestor made, great destruction and tyranny and everything would take place as loved ones of mine would die. My teammates, you will die if I don't uphold to the oath that my ancestor made. So I'm caught in just between two lives as I want to be me, but I also want to hold that duty that I've been given. It's just hard and it's, it's something that I still struggle with to this day as during as I grow stronger, my ancestor blesses each descendant of who is blessed with visions of instruction. And sometimes they're a huge smack in the face of, hey, if you fail, you fail the world. <laughs> so. It's hard because I want to be fun. I want to make friends. I want to enjoy my time while I'm here, but still uphold that responsibility and complete it and become strong and just, it's really hard. <laughs> Does that make any sense? It does. And I guess I could really can't speak for everybody else, but I will do whatever I can to help you accomplish whatever goal that you want. And I guess just be somebody you can be opal around and just be yourself and not have to worry about being whatever you, I guess you've been prophesied to be. Ren is looking right. like, he's like, yeah, whatever, it's, we're chill. But you can tell, like, he's he's acting, he's hoping that he looks like that. But in reality, like, you can tell he's like, oh my gosh, the hero of legend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, kind of feeling nervous, you know? <laughs> Doesn't want to make a fool of himself, yeah. I've hung out. I've hung out with it for three months now, but like, yeah, uh, <laughs> still kind of. You're telling me for generations that none of your ancestors have ever failed. I didn't say that. I just we're blessed with visions, and I'm sure they don't want to talk about 
baptized the ancestors, disappointed the bloodline, and blah blah blah. We don't talk about that. Well, but if, I, there, were, if there were failures, your line is still here. I'm still here. We haven't been destroyed. Who says you can't do what you want? I understand that, but again, I don't know. Don't know unless you try. Try I don't carving own, your own path. I don't purposely fail. It's that's why I'm struggling with this as do I fulfill this duty or do I do my own thing? And I appreciate your support and I am me, but it's just hard with all the pressure to be somebody else. So are you and uh, Adelaide like related or something? Like you both have like the same like wings and like similar eye color, I think. Um, I I honestly don't know. I grew up with her, but she didn't. She wasn't like that before. Um, yeah, that's new. Uh, no idea. Does that make you feel weird? Maybe you are related. Maybe she's maybe she's the hero. The, song, the hero of Lily's. This is blowing Ren's mind. <laughs> Two heroes <laughs> in our midst. Yeah, maybe. Um, I on I I don't know, as I was blessed by my ancestors' decision, and Adelaide's situation I understand is a little different, but that's not my information to share. You'll have to talk with her. Well, you still gonna wield an axe for us? Yeah, it's yeah. The axe is obviously my ancestors. It's passed down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't. So, I don't really care about that. I just want to yeah. know: Are you you're still gonna hold an axe for us? Yeah, I'll hold the axe. Okay, then I don't have a problem with you, Opal. Okay. As kind of this conversation comes to Kylan, a finish, but it almost feels like it's kind of a little bit of a tense moment. Ren's over there, not knowing how to handle this information. Baron just kind of keeps cleaning his whip. And it's about that moment that you see two figures kind of basically just fall through the door, landing in front of you. See a very dirty painting in Oh, you smell. Pinky oh. for once just stays quiet. Just handle <laughs> It's a lot of emotions. She's gonna go right to whatever bathroom, shower, whatever, and she's gonna clean herself off. Yeah, Not even gonna say a word. Like you kind of like make eye contact with Baron after he, he says that kind of almost in a, a jovial manner. 
not necessarily akin to like what he is, but more of the way he acts with you. Kind of make that eye contact, just kind of turn down and just walk to the, the washroom to start cleaning yourself. Um, uh, Moss goes to a, a different one not too long after. Um, eventually, both Moss and Pinky exit the door to the bewildered rest of the group, wondering what the heck happened to that? I'm honestly surprised you are still alive. Two. Pinky's going to tear up just a little bit, but then she's going to like hold it back. <laughs> Amazing! Uh, Moss was a hero! We went into the catacombs, and, and it was dark and I couldn't see, but he held a little flame for me, and it was super cool. Uh, and we walked a little ways, and we saw a giant... It was so scary! She's gonna start, like, shaking a little bit. Um, and and we, we almost made it out, but it was fast, it was so fast. Uh, and, and then it bit me, and I was paralyzed, and, and I fell, and Moss saved me. He put a window in the floor, and it was so cool. And we went on a crazy water slide ride. It was really stinky, and I couldn't move still, and... and uh. She's just going to shake and kind of fall on the floor and, and kind of do the laughing, sobbing thing again. <laughs> yeah, Moss will just say, uh, we ran into giant spider down there, and it, it's pretty dangerous. We might want to be fairly well prepared before we go down. Hmm. We did, so it's just a spider. Uh, you guys didn't see like an evil demon god, king, lord. We can't hear you. <laughs> there you are. Uh, there we go. Do it again. Well, that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> <laughs> Opal will go to Pinky and just her <laughs> hand. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Moss will say, kind of describe to you the how the spider had the the leaky mouth, um, how the eyes, how it teleported. Uh, it just basically runs through the story um, for you how they hadn't gone that far into the whatever subterranean city is underneath this one when uh, they ran into whatever that was. And uh, why do you smell like that? Smells like a troll's cooking. Uh, the water side. Splash. Splash uh, cavern. 
Interesting. Um, at this point, have they freshened up? Yes, they're okay. they really got cleaned up, but probably still a little bit lingering. Hmm. Well, I, I'm glad you guys are back safe. As you can kind of kind of see, like Alaya, like like. You know, like when you just smell something awful and you're just like, oh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take a walk. I'll, I'll be back in, in, in a little bit. Well, we better fill you in what happened. <laughs> Boy, Piggy's kind of getting a hold of herself and she's, I don't know. And she's just kind of giggling to herself, making herself happy again. Just thinking of happy things. <laughs> you want oh, me to take you. this one, or do you guys want to explain it? Um, you, you got it. Well. Just know my story's my own. Please. So, Opal's like some... Hero from the past or something like that. Opal will uh, take the axe and put it right to his neck. <laughs> <clears throat> it's going to come out eventually, Opal. Might as well tell the whole party. Anyway. Is that why you can fly? Uh, <laughs> we didn't find a whole lot about uh, the shadow creatures about Ma'anyan or uh, the the name escapes me, but uh, we believe that this is older than I think some of us were originally thinking. Um, but there's a few more places that we can check out if we want to Try to learn a little bit more. We can go uh, see the Tsigani, if we can find any in this town, that is. We also have those um, missing kids. Potentially we could talk to their family. Uh, question. The Manyam guy. Where did we learn about that name? Ma'anyan? Yeah. You first heard it from the Clem. Kid. And she, she said, like, something like that's who she serves, right? Yeah. So we get the idea that that being is still living maybe so Ren will ask Opal he'll say so we learned that your predecessor long ago vanquished Manya do you know anything more about like how she did that 
or maybe like parallels to our situation and like really what we're dealing with and how we can basically do the same thing? Uh, the only vision I've been blessed with so far was of my ancestor standing before dreaming onion based on his description he's been able to find. Um, that was it. But I can, can I can meditate to see if I can connect with my ancestors to see. Can, um, wait, can you like talk to her? Um, I will say it's not pleasant. Talking to her? Just the whole She's thing. She's rude. Oh, okay. <laughs> remember well, the pressure? Remember? I'm just like, you better not screw up. You better not fail. And Well, but, uh, just, just yeah. know that we, we believe in you. We support you. Okay. Um, no, we do. Looking at fucking Baron. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm like, dude. <laughs> I got Baron. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, good luck. Uh, I mean, find out what you can. If not, totally okay. We've got the library. There's tons of knowledge there. Uh, tons of books. Whatever. Yeah. How late in the day is it right now? It's basically getting to nighttime at this point. Um, I'm sure Pinky would have mentioned the extra outbreaks of the whatever disease it is. So, you know. So I think we should move quickly or else a lot of people are going to probably die. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go searching to tonight for Tsugani. Or we can wait till the morning. I'd propose the morning since tonight is when their enemies most strongest and mobile. You sure that's what your ancestors want? I'm sure I'm, my I'm, ancestors I'm kidding. Were too. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, like when, when Baron says that, Ren's like, yeah, yeah. The ancestors. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> too soon. Too soon. See, I have a funny side. Opal's <laughs> just gonna leave and get ready to meditate. Whatever. Um, okay. Uh, I'm assuming you all are kind of getting ready more for the evening, kind of winding down and stuff like that. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do before I transition over to Opal? Um, just so you know, Alaya is not in the room. She no, is sure. gone out. Mm. Pinky is making cupcakes. Perfect. It's very therapeutic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Baron, Ren, it seems to be you two have been kind of left in the room. Moss has said that he's tired in a grumpily voice and went to bed. Um, could I uh, have a word with Opal real quick? Yeah. Before she like goes off to meditate, um, I just want to say like, hey, um, I was just barely talking to Alaya about um, my beliefs and stuff, kind of teaching her some, some some things, 
And she reminded me of a goddess called Venna. Um, in my village, we had a shrine dedicated to her, but it was a shrine for our, our ancestors and people in the village who had passed on. I was thinking maybe if you, like, you could consider, like, praying or some sort of meditation towards Venna to bring that memorial and that link to your ancestors to maybe help you. Um, I, I honestly can't make any promises. Well, hey, it's worth trying. I'm, I'm just saying like it's, some people in my village, I don't, I don't know if they're crazy. Well, they could be crazy and telling the truth, but, um, it's worth a shot. I mean, some people have said that they've talked to their ancestors. I figure, I mean, hey, why not? <laughs> I tried after my dad died. It didn't work, but I mean, I, I at least felt closer to him. Okay. Maybe you could feel closer to uh, the hero of the ways yourself. Okay. I'll try. He'll, he'll pat you on the back. Atta girl, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Baron will just stay up and probably play some solo chess. Alaya, what are you up to as you're walking? He is just walking. She's probably crying uh, with frustration and anger and. Just trying to process emotions. Hmm. Um, now, for you to understand, does Alaya understand why she's crying? Yes and no. Um, a, a lot of it is kind of how she's found, you know, what what she found out in the library about the monsters, um, how Ren, in her opinion, is is worshiping is pretty much is, is worshiping a god that potentially created the monster that tore her life apart. That's hard, as you. Take some time to process your emotions. You kind of take a sec to just breathe deeply, feel your heartbeat in your chest, the same rhythm drum. It's always been there. For some reason tonight, as your mind is reflecting back towards your father, feeling your own heartbeat, for some reason just comforts you. Is there anything else that you were planning on doing uh, no, she's just 
out out later than she probably knows she should be. All right. Eventually, though, um, nothing comes and disturbs you as you're out tonight. You eventually make it back to the vigil's outpost. So your companions have already kind of started training. Opal is just sitting on a bed, have her back against the wall, just eyes down, having a more meditative pose. Opal, I'd like you to do either a history or a religion check. I can't remember if they're the same thing for you or not. And the same. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a 18. 18. Really good. Okay. <clears throat> As you ponder and you're thinking, your mind is reflected kind of back in with being able to allow yourself the liberty of being honest with the people around you. It's almost in some ways liberating to where going into this trance is not quite as scary. It's not still still not a pleasant thing for you, but you don't have to feel like you are in a sense trying to hide something while you're acting this way. In some ways that's a relief. In other ways it's still hard because you honestly just want to be who you are. Some of these my thoughts have metal in your mind and it gets a little frustrated, in all honesty, is you have your axe shattering. The same axe that each hero before you has carried. It's warming your touch, comforting but also represents everything that's causing the commotion. And that's the hard thing. You feel yourself kind of trying to focus, thinking back to that same moment that you saw, whatever that was the day before. You see yourself you're visualizing in your mind. It's about that moment that you see yourself similar to the one that you had prior. This opal standing in front of you, looking very similar to you, though her armor is of an older make, older model. The blade at her side is still the same. The crest of the Triquetra emblazoned on her cape. As you kind of come to focus, your eyes locking with hers as it almost looks like she's looking through you. Kind of take a moment and wonder why she's seemingly piercing your soul with her glare. And you look back and then you see figure 
kind of a little bit more, a little more clear, though a lot of it's still fairly shrouded. It's almost like whatever this is is a extension of the darkness itself. But you can see the hulking form of whatever it is. It's frozen in time. You see what looks to be three eyes, one in the center of two on the side, and three horns being pointed out from this large creature. You look back towards Opal and have a faint glows coming from her. She kind of snaps out at first second, focuses on you and says, oh, hello, you're here. And it's at that moment that we're going to this episode. That was a pretty fun one. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see what information Opal is able to glean as you guys are preparing for your rest that evening and see what you can accomplish the next day. This has been the Dungeon House. Dungeon. 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 Dungeon, Dungeon. Dungeon House. Dungeon House. Stop recording.